your host for BAM Podcast. We are here with our first ever conversation, and we have some amazing people at the table. We're going to go around and go ahead and introduce ourselves. Like I said, my name is Asasia Javier. I'm a third-year student majoring in interdisciplinary social science, and today we are talking about what is going on. It is blah, 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 blah year. Uh, what up, everybody? My name is Asia Lavender. I'm a sophomore this year, and I'm involved in Senate. Uh, do What's up, it's Juliana, it's sophomore year, and I'm involved in Garnet and Gold Key, and just now getting involved with SGA too. What's going on? It's Alicia. I'm a sophomore major in criminology, and I am a part of the Amplify movement on campus. What's up, I'm David Higgins. I'm a senior here at Florida State, as you might be able to tell. And I am studying in interdisciplinary social science as well, uh, and I'm also involved in Senate and SGA. What is up, juniors? I am Jackie. <laughs> I'm coming from a social work background, college social work, and I also work with the Center for Leadership and Social Change. What's up, y'all? It's Fresh Fresh Fresh. <laughs> in the house, my name is Marcus Williams. I'm a first year student here at the Florida State University, majoring in ISS, interdisciplinary social sciences, and I'm involved with Pride Student Union. So we have some very interesting news to talk about. Um, we've all been there, done that, but right now it's time to talk about what's going on in your year. I know like we have a lot of things planned, we have a lot of things going for each other, but um, sometimes reality hits us at the front door and you know we kind of have to face that. So um, we're really going to break this off into three different segments. We're going to talk about academics, we're going to talk about social life, and we're also going to talk about professional life and what that looks like for us. And I know we are all over the place, we have different things going on, so I'm excited for this conversation y'all and we're going to get into it. So off-grid, let's just start off with academics. What is up with academics? How are your grades looking? We're in October. <laughs> this is the last week to drop, um, I think, without Dean's permission, the 11th. Let me just check that out. Yes, check your calendars. <laughs> What's going on with academics? How is it feel? I really want to hear from you, Marcus. I know this is your first year. Um, how does that feel like for you? What's up, freshman? Let me tell you, these academics, these classes, <laughs> Honestly, they don't mind when they say if you take a three credit course, you need to have three study hours for that one class. Like you have to put in effort, time, dedication to these classes. Um, I think like my biggest mistake was that like I took I'm taking this class called HS thirty two hundred five, and it's the LGBTQ plus class um, course. And we learned about like you know historical origins about you know the LGBTQ plus community from like the 18th and 19th century, and I'm like, oh, it fulfills all these requirements. I'm gonna handle it. We read up to a maximum of 120 pages every week. Mm. <laughs> On top of book readings, PDF readings, but like it's still an interesting class. But like it's a lot of coursework, and for me as a freshman, it's a lot to handle. But I'm still in grad school. Rhyming, I'm still pushing through, but it just it just shows that you know college is not a joke. Like, right. Once you reach up to those three thousand dollar classes, it starts to get serious. Right. I mean, does anybody else agree with that sentiment? Like classes are hard. Like you're reading a lot. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, for taking CHD, um, job development, literally each chapter ranges mm, probably it won't be hundred and twenty. But yeah, it's definitely up there, like 75 pages just to describe one, well, creative development stage. It's just like overwhelming, and I find it very, it's interesting, but the readings make it less interesting. And it's like, you have to be on top of it, or you're going to lose your focus. If you don't read every night, you're going to definitely get behind, and that's not good. Going off of that, like I changed my major from political science to creative writing. One, because I want to be a writer, but two, I thought it would be easier. And like, I'm taking this Renaissance Poetry and Prose class. <laughs> it's not easier. It's, it's not easier at all. Like Bambi was saying, like if you don't read every night, you'll fall behind. One time, I, I didn't even know what they were talking about. They were like, where to the hell? <laughs> We're doing great. I like that you mentioned 
think about switching majors um, because I feel like that's the sentiment that we don't talk about enough. I feel like it's very taboo sometimes when you come into college and say, I don't know what my major is going to be or I'm, I'm undecided. And I know that's something that I came in and I was like, I'm going to, I'm biology. Guess where I'm in? I am social sciences right now. I did not have to take any other science, um, and I didn't honestly. I didn't know what I wanted to do when I first came into um, Florida State, and my involvement kind of picked up, and I found out what I was passionate about. Um, and I think that we are forced sometimes to pick majors because it sounds good, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know. Now you can piggyback off of that, okay? Um, because. I chose criminology because when I was growing up, everyone just thought because you have to be a crim major to go to law school. Mm -hmm. But I found out that's not true, and now I want to change my major. But it's like I'm already invested in it. I'm joining like fraternities that's associated with criminology, so it's like I have no choice but to stay in this field. Right. An advisor once told me that 95% of freshmen change their major, so that makes me one of the like. 5% that have kept my major, which is like, and I guess I'm lucky wow. and saying, yeah. Look at you. <laughs> like, I chose marketing because, you know, my parents were like, you're very creative, but I've always had a mind for business. Like, I understand it, and like, I um, find like the economy and like finance, believe it or not, like, very interesting. Ooh, little nerdy. <laughs> and, um, so, yeah, I'm doing marketing and I'm so excited about it, but the prereqs for business suck. It's all math classes. I'm not a math person. Um, like, I, you know, GPA has uh, suffered a little bit. Um, <laughs> things of business Is how, this true? Yeah, financial accounting. Those ones hurt. Those ones hurt. <laughs> Say it again. They have hurt. But yeah, um, I just can't wait to start taking my actual marketing classes because I think that's where I'm going to be really passionate about what I'm doing and start to enjoy it a lot more. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I can speak from experience. I was, I was a, uh, I was a business hopeful for a period of time, and then uh, the old financial accounting textbook hit me right in the face. And, uh, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not really that big into debits and credits, but uh, social sciences. I'm like, you know what? I can talk about political campaigns. So I mean, I made that adjustment as well. I mean, you know, I, as she said, the vast majority of people. You know, when you come into the school when you're 18 years old, the idea that you you know what you're going to be doing the rest of your life, and even the idea that people think you should know, uh, is pretty ridiculous yeah. to think about it. Um, and so I think that's something that a lot of kids struggle with. And you know, you know, my roommate did the same thing. He was a, he was a biology major. So I'm going to be a doctor, and then you know, he's like, oh, two weeks into chemistry, he's like, what is this periodic table? <laughs> Our business, so and, you know, it's something that a lot of people go through, and you know, as you said, it's kind of taboo. People are like, you know, does that mean I fail? Does right. that mean I didn't succeed? It's like, no, people right. are good at different things, right? One never made is one thing, right? And I think that it's important for us to like have conversations with different people because then we get to realize how much more common it is. And, Speaking about having conversations with different people is one of those people should definitely be our professors. So we're gonna do a quick test, really quickly. Around the table, we're gonna list as many professors that you can from your current classes that you're taking. And we're going to start off with Marcus. One, two, three, go. Um, professor Upchurch, Professor Kurt, one, two, three, go. My classes are from my college. Your class your classes. Uh Chalet Jackson. Um in, in past classes? No, right now. Professor Brascom, Professor Cranes, Professor uh, Holly Sedona, Charles Neese, Daniel Davis, can't remember the fourth one. No, no. they have more time to think. I have more time to think. Okay, Asia. Professor Gant from Renaissance Poetry and Prose. <laughs> okay, let's skip over me. So we have a one person who knows three teachers. Y'all, learn your professor's names, go to office hours, all that good stuff. <laughs> all right, but besides that, what do you guys know to get into recovery mode? How does recovery mode look like for you? I know, Marcus, I don't know if you touched that yet since it's your first semester. Well, second semester, because you came here care summer, but what does um, recovery mode look like for us? You mean like for academics? Right. Yeah. Well, definitely I can start. Um, recovery mode for me, I'm away from everyone. Definitely I do not go out, I do not party. I 
stay in my room. I don't find uh, study rooms like good for me. Like I can't go to study rooms because I'll start talking, start socializing. Mm -hmm. I literally stay in my room the whole entire weekend. When Friday hits, once I get off work, it's eat and it's homework. It's studying, it's reading, it's catching up on whatever I missed that week of. Um, and it's just that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Sunday around six o'clock, I'll probably take a break from it, but that's it. Two hours here, eat, take a break for 30 minutes, another two hours, eat, take, you know, something like that. Mm -hmm. But it's just like grind nonstop. I have to finish this. Well, everything that I missed last week and that's coming up for the week coming. Right. So, yeah, that's what my recovery rules looks like. Mine is similar, um, except I like do a big thing with like community. I, I, I email my teachers, my professors. So I'll email my professors and kind of just see where I'm at with the, the class. And I do this thing, I, I periodically put my grade in, I think Ben Calculator, I don't know if you guys use that, but it's basically what do I need to get in the rest of my assignments to make sure that I get everything is intentional it's sculpted to a T so with that I just I at least know what my buffer periods are what my spaces look like so like if I know I need to get an A in the rest of these um, exams or whatever for this class I'll put this class on priority list um, compared to whatever class it is because you know at the end of the day there's only 24 hours in a day and you have I have to dictate what class is most important to me all the classes are important, but some of them are easier than others, and some of them I have to prioritize with where I'm at with that, you know, the grade I'm in. So that's that. But um, I think we talked a little bit enough about academics. Let's go into social life. <laughs> the fun stuff! <laughs> Y'all, we all attend FSU, okay? <laughs> we already know we have FAMU, TCC right around the corner. So we have a wide range of varieties of things to get into. What are the spots? Please enlighten me. Where are the places to go when you're looking for a place to have fun? It depends what you're looking for. Okay. It depends what you're looking for. Okay, what look, can you give me? It, it depends. If you're someone like me who's you know a little older, mm -hmm. somebody who's going to graduate pretty soon, who's looking for more conversation when I'm going out, then you're probably going to just hit Township or Matso. Mm -hmm. If you're a freshman or sophomore and you're like, let me get on the social scene, let me be with all these people, all the boys riding out, then you just hit dirt Thursday night. Okay. <laughs> Go at it. That's pretty much about it. I liked her. The standard. <laughs> I, so freshman summer C, I went there for the first time and I walked out of there crying. <laughs> it's like, it was so crowded. It was just like culture shock. And it's literally like a dark hole. It's like a shoebox. There's nothing to it. But, <laughs> as, exactly. As you grow older and wiser, you find to have a taste for it. Right. You enjoy it. It's <laughs> about I would say Cafe Shisha, you like to do like hookah and for a reasonable price. But yeah, uh, Shisha, good music, good food, good food. They have like shrimp, they have a lot of like chicken wings, different flavors, shreds, fries, and yeah. Okay. I know. I definitely want to shout out Top Flight if you're of age. I've heard that is the spot I have yet to go, but 21 is waiting for me. Yay! Now we'll be there on October 24th. Um, uh, so what What else? Do you guys have any other spots that you want to shout out real quick? I just came back from church. It was very sad. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Mentioning Friday Night's Tribe is great. A new creation. Yeah, right. That is great. So it's funny because at all these places, of course, we meet great people, all this good stuff. So with these great people, great people that we've met, um, how many of us are in a relationship right now? What does that look like? <laughs> yeah. We have one solid person. Uh, so you're going to in your junior year, right? Yes. Okay, so how does that look like um, being in a relationship your junior year? Um, well, he's in grad school, so we have very different schedules. Wow. Existed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will get in trouble. 
I said during. What? <laughs> All right, I mean, anybody else? I mean, I'll talk a little bit. A little bit. I mean, I think just one thing as a senior is your mindset totally changes. Like, there's, you know, one thing, like, I have a really good friend, my best friend who plays baseball at Stetson, and he's, you know, a great dude, good-looking guy, incredibly smart guy, he's a student athlete, somebody who you would think would do incredibly well with women. Right. So his first couple of years in college, he's somebody who really wanted a relationship, he really wanted a girlfriend, and it wouldn't work out for him. And the thing I kept telling him was, I'm like, look, dude, you're at the point in time where people want to go have fun. Mm -hmm. You're at the point in time where people want to go out and explore and just go see what life's all about. Right. I said, look, when it comes to junior and senior year, that mindset's going to change. People are looking for somebody that they're going to take with them after they graduate. Right. Uh, and lo and behold, it's wonderful for now, come senior year. And so, uh, you know, and that's kind of for me too, in the same mindset. It's like my mindset today is vastly different than it was, you know, Thursday night at dirt. So I think it's just a very different mindset that right. you end up getting in and kind of seeing that progression. That is interesting because I, me, my freshman year, I would have said that that's the mindset I had my freshman year. I was, oh, I guess that's just the way that I connect with people. But I was always looking for someone that was long term, not really just in the moment. Totally. At the moment, all that presented to me was, you know, not long term things. So. It, it, it never bring this opportunity where I stuck with someone that was like, okay, well, I could see longevity with you. And um, I don't know. I feel like people are at different places. It just depends. Bambi, you got to get it off the chest. I, yeah. I can definitely uh, talk on relationships because when I first came in as a freshman to college, I was in a relationship. Um, I've always did long distance relationships, so I can say it was good because you know when you're with a person you actually cherish your time more than actually seeing that person every day which is kind of annoying so like with my long distance relationship that just vanished um this morning <laughs> this morning this morning breaking um, news breaking news it's crazy i don't i i feel like this would give me more time to be like to learn who i am as a person and put myself first before i think of my partner, you know, um, it's kind of going to be hard, but relationships in college, I don't think is necessary. Let me ask you this. Do you feel like you've missed out on some experiences your first year and some of your second year, your sophomore year, um, because you were in a long distance relationship? How did that look like for you? I definitely um, didn't like get my college experience during my freshman year because I was like so focused, like, okay, I have like a boyfriend, like, I don't want to go out because if I go out, then I'm going to, people are going to try to talk to me, you know, I just don't want to be in that environment. So I would always try to stay home, but now, like, my sophomore year, and I like things were getting like mm, shaky and <laughs> wasn't the best. So I thought, okay, I'm going to go out and I'm going to explore more, but I learned like, you can you can still go out and have fun and be in a relationship. You just have to know your boundaries. Right. Um. I also so I came into like freshman summer C in a relationship. Started freshman year like no longer in that relationship just because it was I and I applaud you for doing long distance throughout college because I did long I was with someone for like three years in high school and like did long distance like for my senior year and then that led into summer as well and then like cheated on so obviously that hit it but um so with long distance and trust that just kind of crumbled um yeah, <laughs> and then, yeah. um but then uh, since then i found that like i was able to make more guy friends just like because i could go out with my girlfriends and like not necessarily be like monitoring like everything I say, like, oh, I don't want to disrespect that person, even though they're not here, like, just out of loyalty, which is, like, yes. a character trait, and, um, I feel like just in the dating scene now, it's very hard to find someone with the same intentions as you, or someone that's in the same place as you, because I think that you have to be with someone who is your equal, or as close to it, like, ambition-wise, like, just priority-wise, yes. so I think you just got to do a lot of digging, haven't succeeded yet. Um, <laughs> we'll see. I'm just kind of chilling right now. I have a lot to focus on for myself. So right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, well, besides that, you know, life is about so much more stuff just than dating, and I know that's just a snippet of um, our lives. So 
I'm interested to hear you guys' experiences at FSU, just socially. What was one of the best experiences that you guys could think about? I'm gonna give you guys some time and put you guys on the spot for this one. Um, but I'm gonna go ahead and share while you guys are thinking. So my best experience at FSU is definitely um, throwing, this is Care Summer. Um, I came here <laughs> summer 17 and they're ambassadors and they're basically like, your RAs, your orientation leaders, plus your mom, dad, sister, brother, just makes it all in one person. Um, and my, uh, there was multiple ambassadors that, you know, were just very helpful throughout the process of transitioning in. Um, one of the ambassadors, it was their 21st birthday, and this was the first time I saw someone get thrown into the fountain. So we all literally ganged up at um, Westcott, threw them into the fountain, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is what? And I just felt that I just felt some type of connectivity to Florida State from there. And my birthday is coming up, so I feel like this is really for sort of going yes. turning 21. Oh, and I cannot wait to be thrown in the mountain. <laughs> yes. Ooh, hold on. <laughs> um, I would say, yeah, my best experience so far will be my care summer. Like, I had the opportunity. It was just like me coming into Florida State, I didn't feel as comfortable because of who I was, but like, I always felt confident who I was. So, it was just hard for me to kind of like share my stories and kind of be very authentic with individuals, but like, I am authentic. And what confirmed that was when I had this amazing TED talk with one of the ambassadors um, in 2019. And it was just such like a warming, heartwarming um, conversation because it was like I was able to exchange, exchange like intellectual conversation about these issues that I go through as a gay black male in this society. It just felt so heartwarming and just to know that they are so eager and like <clears throat> just want to learn about my experience and kind of like just want to know all like about the roots of like how this problem is occurring and like how do you feel. It felt very heartwarming that someone who recognize that I'm going through something is trying to be not a solution to the problem, but knowing how to address the problem. So that was like a really heartwarming experience. Um, thank you for sharing. I kind of want to go off what Marcus said, because I think coming, and I think every care student is going to be like, yes, care summer was the experience. But honestly, it was, because I, I remember my ambassador group, my ambassador was Taylor Knight. And so at the beginning of summer, we did like a toilet paper activity where like you share something and nobody oh, wanted to share. No, <laughs> but in my group, we're all guarded. Like, I don't know, you know, I'm not going to share my deep, darkest personal secrets with you, okay? <laughs> I turned, my birthday was January 12th, you know? And so at the end, when we did that again, and like everyone in our group was crying and you realize that like you're not alone and like all of those things that we tend to not share with people, like as we were sharing, like, oh, like all of us have this in common, okay. And so like that, I think, framed my mind, and I was like, okay, so like, I'm gonna smile at this person when I see them on campus, they, they could be having a bad day, but I just want to know that I'm looking out for them, you know? And so that shaped the rest of my FSU experience. Mm -hmm. I'd say for me, probably just, uh, honestly, just when I joined student government my sophomore year, when I joined SET, and the reason for that was because, you know, sophomore year, it's like, okay, I'm not a freshman now, mm -hmm. I'm cool, your ego, <laughs> male and female, you know, you put your letters on your shirt if you're in Greek life, it's like, oh my goodness, I'm a part of this, I rushed, I did this, it's like, okay, whatever. And so the thing is, you get caught up in that, and I got very caught up in that my sophomore year. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, we have a social tonight, and I have a test tomorrow, like, I have to go be facey, I have to go talk to these people, oh my gosh, like, and it just, that mindset just gets you off track. And then when I joined student government, the best thing about student government was is there were a lot of people that were in, you know, really established Greek organizations in student government. And I was like, oh, that's not all that people do. And so that helped me kind of turn the page to say that, you know, Greek life and social life and social scene can be part of your life, uh, but it can be a much smaller portion. And at the end of the day, people kind of like it when you're doing things that are going to push it in the right direction. So, I mean, that, that was a big change for me. Um, I can kind of go off him, like, being a part, like, um, of the Amplify movement, like, spring 2018, like, I can definitely say that was the best experience, like, I have ever experienced. Like, just from meeting new people from different areas on campus, just talking to, like, a lot of different people on, like, a daily basis, just, because I'm a talkative person. I love to just go up to people and just be like, hey, how are you? How are you doing today? Like, I honestly, like, care about people, like, I felt like when I was like got 
involved with like the SGA and like little particles and stuff like that. I felt like that was just a way for me to connect with other people and it wasn't just about me, you know, because it's like, I used to always think it was just about me and I, that's why I felt like I couldn't connect with other people because I used to always just be like, okay, I'm this, I'm that, you know. But when I actually like joined with the Amplify Movement and I got, you know, recognizing other people and people kind of started like attaching themselves to me, telling me like their problems and stuff, I was like, wow, this is like so sweet. Like just being in like an organization on campus, putting your face out there could like, get, like help you gain friends. And like I was never the type of person to like make friends easily. And that was one of the ways I feel like that helped me with my FSU like experience because if it wasn't for them, then I probably would have been like still isolated to myself. And, mm -hmm. Yeah. So what would you guys say is something that you wish you would have known before to come to FSU? I know a lot of us like have these experiences now and like looking back, if we would have known these things beforehand, we might have made some different decisions. Maybe we made the same decisions <laughs> that we made before, but what is what is that one thing that you wish you would have known before coming to FSU? So I wanted to go to UF so bad all my life. Didn't get in. And you know, there were kids that like never cared about school and they got in and I was so upset and I was like I I'm so mad, I'm gonna go to FSU, like, I don't know if I can see myself there, and oh my gosh, I, like, thank God every day that I'm here because I definitely ended up in the right place, because, um, I, you know, FSU was a party school, and I didn't think it was gonna push me to be the best version of myself, or, like, I would be surrounded by people that are like-minded, and that could not be more opposite. I think that we have so much school spirit, I think that our culture is really amazing, I think that um, if you are heavily involved, that's one of the best things you can do. And I just wish that I had known, like, how much this school has to offer. Because, like, the minute I stepped foot on this campus, and it was beautiful, and it immediately felt like a home, and it felt very close-knit, and there was, you know, so many um, resources to kind of get yourself acquainted on campus. Like, I just wish I had, I had known, like, how much was in store for me, but at the same time, I'm thankful that, that I didn't. Because I have a much more like trusting spirit now and like wherever I end up, like I feel like I can do great things there. And like I'm just so thankful that I'm here. And like when you when you go out or tailgating or anything and like randomly like the people start doing like the chop, like it's just like you look around and you're like, We love this place. Yeah. Like it's it's really something. Well, yeah, one thing I can definitely definitely say that I wish I would have known before coming to school. I'm definitely going to talk about finances because I definitely wish I would have saved before going to college because it's like, okay, you think your scholarships are going to cover everything for you. It's not. I definitely wish I would have saved. Um, another thing that I wish I would have knew, I would have, like, someone, like, people that were already here to tell me what to expect, you know? Um, people that have, like, are probably juniors or sophomores and experienced, like, coming to college for the first time. Like, I didn't have anybody like that, you know, that was already in college. So I just had to, like, jump into college and, like, witness everything for myself. Like, I didn't have that person to tell me, well, you can expect this, this, and this. I didn't have that person. But I did once I got here in the summer, but before I did it. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, definitely want someone that would have been very, very helpful. I mean, I sure wish I knew the answers to some tests that I made. <laughs> right. <laughs> Probably not, but um, honestly, I, I really don't know. You know, I think kind of part of the fun is just not knowing. Right. You know? yeah. And it's just like with me, like, you know, and I'm like the center president now of like Asia, that's not something I thought I'd be doing. Like, there's no shot I thought I'd be doing that. If you would have told me that, I'd be like, who? <laughs> and it's like, it's just, there's so many opportunities that just show up at the school. Yeah. The thing that differentiates Florida State, I think, from Florida um, and a lot of those schools is that the student experience and the out-of-classroom stuff yeah. is really where we just hit a home run in school. Yeah. It's like you can sit here and just read as many articles as you want, bubble in as many scantrons as you want, uh, but that's probably not going to translate nearly as much into the real world as what we teach here. And so I guess maybe I kind of wish I knew the value of that. Right. And, you know, I have friends that are going to Columbia, Dartmouth, Chicago, I'm going to Florida State, and I'm like, well, you know what? After visiting a lot of those people, I go, 
you learn a lot more at this school than just school. Right. Uh, yeah. And that's not something you get at a lot of institutions. Right. Um, I think this, I share a similar sentiment as you. I, the people, I was not expecting to meet so many people that would change my life um, no. in such a short amount of time period. I remember my freshman year meeting some of my closest friends who I still talk to to this day. And I think that I learned more about myself through my relationships with other people yeah. than I've learned in other capacities. And I think that I will forever be um, grateful to this institution for that and just learning things about, you know, me personally that I will take outside of this community of FSU and bring into other spaces wherever I end up. And I think that's like kind of the fun part, not knowing where you'll end up, but just yeah. knowing because Florida State has provided me with the, the opportunities of learning so much about myself that I have somewhat of a fear, but I feel okay within that fear because I know it's going to be great, yeah. you know? Um, and I think that's just the no pride that we, we carry in our blood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wish that I had known that I shouldn't have blown my refund check. They have to transition from Pure Summer into Fall. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> 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 Besides that, I think I spent a lot of the summer worrying about like where I was going to fit in, what opportunities I was going to be, like where where did I belong? Um, and it wasn't until I had a conversation with some like an administrator here. Um, I'm gonna shout about Mr. Cole. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Cole. Cole. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I saw a flyer for opportunity, and I was like, I kind of want to go, so I'm just gonna email him and see if he, you know, and responded. Um, and so in that conversation, he was like, this institution is designed for the students. Mm -hmm. And so like when you ask someone for something, even if they say no, they're going to remember your name. They're like, oh, this student took the time to email me and come to my office. So like the thing that I wish I had known was that if you try, like the university is designed for you. It's for the students. And so if I could just pass that on to any other freshman, anybody going into their years or just pursuing anything, that's what it would be like. This institution is for you, designed for you. It's all you. Dang. Wow, okay, that was, I, we shared some great sentiments, so thank y'all for that. Um, but we're wrapping up with the social life, um, the social aspect of everything, and diving right into professionalism. Um, I know that looks different for all of us because we're in yes. different spaces, and I think that's the peculiar thing with being a first year, second year, or third year um, from uh, maybe fifth or sixth year, um, you know, that that professional life looks a little different for us. I know some of us are involved with internships, some of us are more involved with campus organizations or RSOs or agencies. Um, but what does that look like for y'all? What does that professional life look like for y'all? And also like put into context with your year, how does that, you know, how does that project your, you know, what you want to do in your future? I mean, yeah, I mean, I can talk about it a little yeah. bit. Um, you know, I'm a senior now, obviously. And so I'm kind of in this in-between stage where um, I'm still Senate president. I still get CH every Wednesday. So I'm still Senate president for another four or five weeks. But I'm also at a point where I have a full-time job. And I also am kind of working on what I'm going to do after college. And so you're in this in-between stage of, okay, I'm the president of students who are in their student involvement professional standpoint. Well, I'm in uh, real-world you know, salary job at the same time. And you get this point where it's like, people really aren't asking you what's going on in class. They want to see if you're trainable. They want to see if you can adapt. They want to see what you're going to bring value as a person in the real world. And so it's kind of difficult to balance all of those things and kind of get it together to make sure that you're, you know, not slacking off on one or the other. Um, and, and it's just, it's just very eye-opening because, you know, you sit there if you're majoring in finance or something, the first thing they're going to tell you, uh, if you get a job at Merrill Lynch or something, they're going to say, everything you learned in finance class, throw it out the window. <laughs> throw it out the window. That's what they tell you everywhere. Raymond James, Merrill Lynch, uh, Bank of America, any of those places. And that's the same with the majority of classes at the majority of universities in the world. Right. And so that's kind of an eye-opening experience for you. But what class does teach you is, you know, how to grind things out, how to you know, deal with deadlines, how to deal with a lot of things like that. So it's more the holistic experience of class that I think I gain value from more than, you know, how many pages I read in, you know, the textbook at night. Right. I mean, for me, I'm, I'm junior year, so 
it's that transition where I, I need to be setting myself up for senior year to land a job or um, a full-time thing, whatever that looks like, but also recognizing that um, first and second year students are kind of looking up to me now because I am in these leadership positions where, you know, they aspire to be or, uh, you know, that they, they want to get involved in. And for me, it's a big, uh, honestly, every day I think about, okay, am I doing enough for my future in terms of my professional life? And then also, am I doing enough in my student involvement spaces where I'm, I'm um, legitimately bringing other people on, you know, um, training the next generation of leaders and also um, pouring enough into my organizations. And I think just as a student leader, that's the thing that comes off a lot. And I think for my junior year in particular, it's very exciting because I, I still feel like I have a lot more to um, experience at the university, and I, and I also feel like um, my time is wrapping up at the same yeah. time. Like, it's like, it's <laughs> um, so I'm in the middle of, um, you know, applying for internships for the summer that would help me transition for um, senior year and stuff like that, um, but, you know, I'm still heavily invested into student involvement just as much as um, my professional, like, career life, so that's kind of where I'm at. What do you want to share, Marcus? Um, yeah, um, as of right now, I mean, I am involved with the agency, so I thought that's like a really great as a first year student to be already involved with campus organization. And through my experience, what I realized is that it's great to be involved in campus organizations, but it's also great to be part of organizations that will help you um, grow professionally. Like being part of a term class that's associated with your major to help you get those opportunities for interns and jobs. I feel as I've realized that's like very important. So like me as a first year student, I'm gonna take full advantage of that once I get into my second or third year to be like looking to these organizations that's gonna help me develop my professional brand because I'm not gonna be here for the rest of my life here for this day. I'm gonna be living life, doing what I do, my passion. So it's for me to kind of like just learn and look up to those mentors and look up at people who are doing great things in campus arts, but also being involved in organizations and doing their service, like really with their uh, profession. And I can, sorry, I can definitely go off of uh, Marcus when he says, um, like fraternities that support your major or what you're trying to do in life. So like, um, I, my freshman year before I, before I even know what I wanted to do, um, I always had a passion for criminology and I just care so much about like why people commit crimes and why the behavior is like, you know, so intense. Um, so I was just trying to figure out like, what can I do? I never knew we had like a fraternity that supported this. So I joined this, this sophomore year, I joined LAE, which is a criminal, a criminal justice fraternity that is surf, surfaced around basically um, artillery, um, have different like conferences. We're actually holding a conference here at Florida State for all LAE um, organizations around the state or whatever um, to come out. Um, states that's close to us, Georgia, states like that, they're gonna come over to us and we're gonna have a conference. But I find like that community is like so, it fosters so much that I see in myself. Like there's lawyers in there, there's CSI people that's in that room, there's FBI people that's in that room. There's actually people coming to talk to us that's giving us internships to get to where we're trying to go. So I feel like that com that community has really helped me with my professional life. Like before, I can, I can totally say this, like I was crazy about color hair, but it's like my professional life now is like, you cannot have color hair. When you went into these interviews, you cannot go in there with lashes on your name, your hair. You <laughs> When I dress up in my professional gear, my business casual, my you know formal cap, I feel more confident as in, okay, I'm walking in these clothes today, I'm gonna be successful. Like before, I would just throw on shorts and things up and that's cool. But now it's like, if I throw on a suit or maybe a blazer with some jeans, I'll be, I'll be presenting well and I'll be notified better. So honestly, from my freshman year to my sophomore year, um, presentation has been one big thing for professional development that I find very, very good. So present yourself and how you talk and how you interact with people that like really changed my perspective on professionalism. Mm -hmm. um, I know that we talked, we mentioned a little bit of your responses on mentors um, and how and how crucial they are to your growth. How did you guys have um, mentors interact with you? I'm really curious to hear about your experience. Um, well. I kind of went about it the whole time. <laughs> I, like, I didn't do care, but I'm first gen, so I 
came into this university not really knowing like what I was supposed to be doing, mm -hmm. and I didn't understand how important it was to foster professional relationships, especially <laughs> like with your teachers. I just always figured come in, do the work, and if you do the work, like you're you're doing it, you're doing fine. Right. Um, and now I'm in my junior year, but I'm graduating in the spring. There's this concern of like, do any of my professors even like me? Like, do people <laughs> know who I am? And like talking to the couple that have you know, giving me good feedback and talking with them and kind of developing our relationship with them a little later in the game, but like still better than nothing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it is important to try and find someone in your department that maybe they don't have to like align with your views in terms of like what they're teaching, but someone that you get mm -hmm. that you feel like is related to what you're trying to do in the future and just learn from them because that's always really important to have a point of reference to talk to. Right. Does anybody else have like specific mentors that they have maybe within student leadership or not even student leadership? Yeah, I mean, I could, I mean, I could speak on that a little bit. Yeah. Um, in, in my, I guess, mentors, whatever, I mean, whatever you want to call right, them, right? right. You know, like, I, I don't, you know, it wasn't as formal as like, oh, you know, I'm going up to a professor <laughs> or something. It was more like the dude who sent a present before me, this guy, Peter. Uh, you know, we, we didn't, yeah, that's not how our relationship started. Our relationship started as just boys talking smack to each other <laughs> constantly, just roasting each other. And, you know, we sitting there up at the podium, just roasting me, roasting <laughs> back. And then you kind of realize, wow, this guy's pretty smart. This guy knows what he's doing. And then, you know, it's always like, hey, Dave, you know, hey, you should, you know, you should show up to this. Hey, you should go, you know, you should apply for that. Hey, you know, this dude, you should go give him a call. And so it kind of evolved like that. And I think that's something that, you know, people should look at too is, you know, mentors don't have to be, uh, you know, people that are, have a PhD. Uh, they could be people who are sitting next to you in class, mm -hmm. um, you know, and like in the same sense, you know, like I had mentors in my fraternity too. Like my big was kind of a mentor to me. Um, you know, Joe Lottie, he's a, he was a real cool guy. Um, and like his, you know, he, his family owns like a yacht business. And so he's wanting to go into sales. And so you know, I remember my freshman year here, uh, he's like, hey, you want to help me like work on my sales presentation? Do you want to, you know, go to the sales, you know, professional sales club and just introduce you to a lot of different parts of campus? Um, and it, it's just so important. It really is. Yeah, yeah I can, oh, I can like when you talk about that, like during the summer, just everyone tell you apply to this, apply to that, apply to this. And when um, someone told me to apply to this one, um, one of these seminars, it was a service leadership seminar. I was like, oh, okay, I'll look into it. And just me, I was like, okay, I'm not even do the application. And then I had this feeling, I was just, I was hanging out with some friends and they were just, I wasn't feeling the energy. So I'm like, okay, I was telling my other friend, I was like, okay, let's go, let's go. I'm like, let's go, let's do this application. It was literally due at 12, it's like 11, 20. We're on our phones, doing the application. Oh, this is an essay, oh, we gotta do this, da, da, da. We got it in before 12, and long story short, we got into the seminar, and it was literally the best experience, just learning about truly, like, what service means, and it was just a great, it's just really a great seminar to be a part of before I started my freshman year in the fall, because it let me realize, like, okay, I need to understand and really um, evaluate the things that I'm involving my time into, because people have different concepts of what service is, and I want to make sure that I'm doing the right service within the community here at FSU, so, like, Mentors or not have to be people that's like, you know, hey, I'm your mentor, really, every week. Mentor my team. It doesn't have to be like, this is people like, you know, that's looking out for you. Like, hey, go out to this, you know, they have like, you know, these people going to be here in network. You know, it's it's like the, the people that take these small things that make the biggest difference in your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think for me, coming into college, like, I knew that I knew nothing. And so I was like, I want all the people to tell me everything. <laughs> so I didn't even realize that Tazzy was my mentor. She's like, you know you can call me your mentor. Like, it's okay. And I was like, that's what this is. But I know for me, it just, it, I would ask everybody everything. I was like, so what, what does this mean? What does this happen? Like, what, what is this? Like, what is this about? And so I think for me, I'm also a concrete scholar student here on campus, um, and so going into that program and also realizing that there are people who have been through similar experiences as me, and they've excelled and they've gone into these great things and they're getting internships from all sides of campus. So I was like, how are you doing that? How do you balance all these things? What, is, what are you doing that? I'm not doing it. How do I do it? <laughs> 
Um, I definitely want to um, add on to that. Like, for, it was imperative for me my freshman year for me to find mentors that were one that held the same identity as me because I just I I was so eager to learn about their experience and how they navigated different spaces. And um, I think that just set the standard or the foundation for my. Um, just the way that I presented myself and the way that I understood the spaces that I was um, aspiring to be in. And then further on into that, I started to look for mentors who were um, not necessarily held my same identities, but held the same core values that I had. Like, um, and they, they were willing to pour into different students because I'm gonna tell you this, um, sometimes we go into different programs, we go into certain things and we're assigned mentors, we're assigned people that are bigs or whatever, and they're not really that relationship for us. Mm -hmm. And because those that relationship has failed, we think that that's the end of the world and we can't foster that relationship outside of there, which is not true. So I definitely have a mentor who's more like my life mentor, like just overall wellness. How are you doing as you know, like a black woman? And how are you looking at happiness, success? And I have a career mentor who's telling me about opportunities within my future profession and what I want to do. Then I have I had a bunch of like student um, leader mentors who you know have phased out, but you know, and that's forever changing and flowing. And I think that um, I think there's a big conversation just around mentors in general that it's so cookie cutter. We think it has to be this, it has to look like that, which is not the truth. Like. Some mentors you'll have for two years, then they're on with their life, you know? Like, some mentors you'll have for the rest of your life, and I think it just looks very different, but just that willingness for someone to pour into you, I think is, is amazing to capitalize on and putting yourself out there. So some, sometimes people don't know, you know, this is what you're looking for, and I think the hardest part is just putting yourself out there and saying, hey, I kind of, like, want to talk to you about your experience. Yeah, I found my mentor, like, I was like, okay, I, I was on Instagram one day and it was this lawyer and I just looked up to her and I'm like, I know I'm going to be a lawyer one day, so I'm going to reach out to her, but I know, like, I used to think like all lawyers are just stuck up and they're just like, I know my law, so just don't talk to me. <laughs> but I actually reached out to her and I was like, hey, like, I really like look up to you, like, I, like, you went to HBCU, you know, you went to a PWI, I want to like, I want to see like what you did, like, you tell me what I need to do to get where you are. And from that, from the, like from that day for like we've been launching, and she's always checking on me, whether it's health wise, um, whether it's academics, whether it's internships, whether it's scholarships. She's just always there, like guiding me and just giving me resources. And I just thank her for that because if I would never reached out to her, I would never got her. So sometimes you just have to go out the way to reach out to people if you like see good in it. I agree. Um, so freshman year, I started out seeking leadership within my sorority, Kappa Delta, joining small committees, like slating committee, like um, being a shamrock leader, like small things. <laughs> and just from doing that, like the president at the time, Sarah Manning, who I looked up to so much, just the way she carried herself, so poised, so approachable, like, but so well-spoken. She could command a room and all eyes on her, and everyone had the utmost respect for her. Like, I wanted to be her, you know? And um, she, just from me putting myself out there a little bit with a nice sorority, was like, I could see you being a leader. You know, you got to get involved on campus. You need to do this. You need to try to be this person's assistant and get mentored by them. And, like, you know, after this and after my meetings today, I'm going to go home and try to finish typing out my application to be on council. And, like, I'm running for that very soon. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's crazy. Like, the person I was last year to the person I am today, like, we'll see what happens. But just the fact that I have the confidence to put myself out there and just, like, take everything as a learning experience. Mm -hmm. Like, I looked up to her, and then she was, like, inspiring to me and, like, pushed me. So I'm careful to try to be a mentor to the freshman girls that are coming in and, like, telling them, like, you need to go do this, you need to sign up for this, because I wish someone could have pushed me earlier, yeah. but, like, I'm just so thankful for the people that, like, see something in you and want to encourage you and just, like, having a support system. I think that's so important, and I think you can find that in so many different places on this campus. Mm -hmm. I was going to say similar yeah. to what I was saying, or, um, family, sorry, mm -hmm. of what you were saying to, like, go out there and talk to people, like, Everyone wants to help in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. And the worst they can say is no. And if they say they can't help, bump it. Find someone. There's always someone who wants to help. Yeah. So. There are those people. 
out there who aren't so nice, you know, um, be wary. <laughs> but besides that, there you will find resources wherever you look. Honestly, it's for the state, and all you have to do is ask. Um, but we're coming to the end of our segment, y'all. I am so happy. Um, I learned a lot from you guys. Got to learn a lot more about your perspectives on things. Um, but to end it off, we're gonna do a quick speed round of do one do and one don't of being at Florida State, one do and don't, and then um, after that, we're just gonna close it off. So who wants to start us off? Bambi. Oh, Asia. Oh, Asia.